You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. This is Randy. This is Melanie. This is Jesse. And today we are here with Alicia, uh, better known online as Hiroja Shibe. See, it's fun to say. <laughs> Hello. How, how are you doing today? I'm doing well today. Thank you for asking. All right. And Alicia is the uh, the host of Musings of a Shibe podcast, which I believe you can get at musingsofashibe.wordpress.com. Is that right? That's correct, yes. Okay. Which is going to be changing pretty soon. Starting next month is going to be Musings of the Shide Podcast dot space. Dot space. Ooh. Yes. Oh. I snagged the dot space uh, little thing there off a of name cheat. Nice. Yes. I saw that and I was like, that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> I almost went with Ninja, but I was like, ugh. No, I have to do space. <laughs> ninja. I love that yeah. they're adding dot ninja. Yeah, they have all sorts of crazy ones. I guess they're loading up and stuff like that. Some of them are obvious. Some of them are understandable. And other ones are just like really silly. Mm-hmm. And then some you can't even really get. Like you, if you're going to get dot CA, which I think is for Canada, you have to actually be a Canadian citizen. And dot US, you have to be like a oh. US company. There's, there's some more restrictions. And then some that are just off the wall stuff like ninja. Yeah. A while ago, I was waiting on them to do dot land, and I was going to snag yes. up Randy dot land so I could uh-huh. have Randy land. Somebody, yes. somebody beat me to it. Someone beat you to it. I, I wanted Randy land so everybody could come to Randy land. <laughs> okay. Yeah. If they do dot monkey, then I could have tank dot monkey. That would be great. That, yeah. that needs to happen. Yeah, it does. That'd I'm excited yeah. about the future now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. Uh, my path crossed yours, Alicia. I believe in the nerd, uh, the nerd podcast coalition Facebook group. Yes. And you, um, I noticed uh, because we follow each other on Twitter, and you are very kind and retweet a lot of our tweets. What made me think to have you on as a guest is, uh, for one, you retweet a lot of other podcast tweets, and and you're. Um, very connected in the podcast community, I guess, would be a way to put it. I, I never thought about myself as someone who was connected. I just always thought, you know, because everyone's trying to promote themselves, right? And mm-hmm. it's like, well, I've listened to you guys' show. I like your show. And if someone who follows me likes a similar taste, maybe they'll add it on. Or you could be the thing where maybe they'll like your combat, you know, comic book, you know, slash geek nerd stuff mm-hmm. versus somebody else. Because with podcasting, it's all about connecting with somebody uh, always, you know, listen to the voice and just making that emotional connection. So I don't know what everyone's personal feelings are. You know, I'm not a telepath or something like that. So I always like to retweet and share because I think it's important that people have as much, you know, knowledge or information or access to stuff because sometimes with the internet, it's such a noise thing mm-hmm. that if you, um, you're not aware of everything, but if you trust someone's taste, then maybe you become aware of something. Yeah, and um, I also noticed that you would retweet uh, some of our just general comic book uh, tweets. So I was like, oh, she's a reader. 
I am a reader. I just recently got back into reading comic books after dipping out for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, a big, not a big fan of New 52. And when they were doing that whole change and stuff like that, and I was like, you know, I've been cutting back lately anyway. So maybe I'll just step away from a bit and then see how everything pans out and then maybe come back in. I was in that boat, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. It's so tempting just to jump right into comics. <laughs> First, now we don't have to get too much into um, Do- Dogecoin. Am I pronouncing that right? Yeah, you're pronouncing it right, yes. Okay, I tried to do my homework. But I did have one question in that... Um, okay, so people should be... Most people are vaguely familiar with Bitcoins, and Dogecoins are similar. And I know there's other coin, other type of uh, cryptocurrency out there. Yes. Um, which is such a crazy name for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is... What separates them? Are they just basically like slightly different systems for the same type of thing? They are slightly different systems for the same type of thing, but they're also different kind of implementations. Like the math behind Bitcoin is different from the math behind Dogecoin. Like the algorithm that creates the coins are different and the amount that is available. Uh, There will only ever exist 21 million uh, Bitcoins ever. It's a hard set. There's no one's ever going to change that. Hmm. And uh, with Dogecoin, uh, initially it was a small amount, and then they changed it to 100 billion coins. And then once that 100 billionth coin is uh, created, which should be about 30 days from now, uh, every year after that, they will create just only 5 billion coins. And it's like a, a type of an inflationary measure. Oh, interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So you have a – your podcast, um, you primarily discuss uh, – dogecoin topics and then you also have people on for interviews and stuff Mm -hmm. what inspired you to start a podcast and why specifically did you choose to uh talk about dogecoins well when i got started in dogecoin it was like really from the initial onset of december of 2013 and i had been aware of bitcoin like pretty much aware of bitcoin from the very beginning um, I've seen a lot of people discuss it and talk about it. But when you talk about currency, like someone as an individual just at their computer creating, you know, money, that's so, you know, illegal. There's no way a government is going to allow you to do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it seemed to me like that, even though it was a good system and I understood the system, it was like at some point in time, the government is going to shut that down and I wanted no association with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, you got to 2013 and you have someone like Overstock and Dell and all these like big name companies accepting it as a payment platform and it was at the time when it was writing from i think it was in the beginning of 2013 i think it was like it dropped down to like 10 or 15 dollars and at the end of the year it was worth like one coin was worth a thousand dollars that people were actually investing their hard-earned money they were getting all these merchants there was adoption and the government wasn't coming after it Uh, basically that same year the government said they were going to tax it so i was like i need to get into this because when once you tax something that's legitimizing it. I mean, it's more mm-hmm. legal than right now marijuana, unless you're in a certain state, mm-hmm. if you think of it in that sense. Yeah. So when I got into Dogecoin, it was just learning the technology. They were The people within the community were so friendly. They were willing to sit down and, and guide you through the stuff. I personally wasn't able to mine because I didn't have the proper equipment. But I just interacted with people, and people were able to explain certain concepts and certain ideas with me in a plain and very simple manner. And it just was very fun. It was very engaging. It was also very charitable. I mean, there was like a kind of like a social conscious thing associated with the coin. And as I was going along, I was trying to – I was listening to podcasts already for a while now. 
and listening to the mostly Bitcoin podcast, but there wasn't a Dogecoin one. There was people that tried it and then it phased after phase fizzled out after one or two episodes. And I thought, you know, someone should really talk about this community. This is something that people who are associated with the community do listen to podcasts. So why not, why shouldn't I be the voice of that? And so that's pretty much, I just, you know, thought about it, planned it out, chicken out, and then, you know, thought about it again and then just eventually just launched it in October of last year. Yeah. And it, it makes sense. Uh, people who would use uh, a type of internet or internet currency or crypt- what is it called? A cryptocurrency. Cryptocurrency. Uh, you would think would be the type of people that would listen to podcasts. Yeah, it's so, very tech savvy. So, yeah, so they'd be uh, it'd be a good way to reach them. So it's yeah, it's a smart idea. Yeah, and not only that, but I also wanted it to be as simple as possible for someone who may have heard of Dogecoin or Bitcoin because it is kind of percolating into the social consciousness that they can listen to something and understand. Like I, that's why I started doing the term episodes where I break down certain terms that there are certain things I didn't even know that were associated with a computer that I didn't even know was on my computer. Like I didn't know what a dat file was or, or what an app directory was. Like there was like these hidden stuff that was always part of my computer. And I consider myself pretty tech savvy that I was unaware of. And I'm pretty sure there was a lot of people out there that are coming into this and they have no idea and get overwhelmed. So I just wanted to break the terms to make it easy. Said this, it is pretty complicated, but there are simple concepts you can understand so you can do what you need to do. Oh, one thing. I, yeah, one one thing I wanted to ask along those terms is if somebody was interested in finding out more information, I mean, other than just doing a search um, like your podcast, for example, would you advise them to like go to the beginning of uh, your, your early episodes and start listening? Um, do you think that'd be a they good could, They could they could go to the beginning. I mean, it's very rough auditory wise and I was still uh, discovering stuff. I would say start like around episode uh 15 or 20 is when I started doing the Silk Road uh, trilogy Mm -hmm. uh, when I talked about that particular case and start from there because really starting in January is when I reformatted this show and started breaking down the terms and doing interviews. And that's where I think you either talk about wallets. I talk about where's the best place to buy coins, Mm -hmm. uh, what each of the math behind the coins are, and you can just go from there. So I think it's around episode 16 from there when I talk about Silk Road and then just jump from there. Oh, nice. Okay. Okay. All right. Now, um, when did you get into comics? We're going to jump right to comics. Uh, I listen, okay, I'm sorry. I listened to, just recently, I listened to um, an episode of The Enthusiast that you appeared on. Yes. And that was really good. And um, I actually picked up a lot about Dogecoins and Bitcoins that I didn't know. But I was slightly disappointed because you guys uh, didn't get to... The, the, uh, be able to talk about comics very much till the end. So I was like, all right, well, when we have her on, we're going to jump to it as quick as possible. <laughs> uh, well, uh, just like a lot of things early in life, you like you learn things from your parents. And my dad was a big comic book person. I mean, he had like all the G.I. Joe comic books, like right when the uh, TV show was on, even though the comic books were different. Mm-hmm. So and I, I learned how to read at a very uh, early age. If you ever listened to the Strangers Conversation that played into that episode with the greatest Star Wars stories ever, where I kind of spoiled Return of the Jedi for some people. But, uh, yeah. Oh yeah, I did listen to that. That was that was a pretty good story. I was like, I was like two years old at the time. If you you know, a couple months afterwards. So, um, I basically like you know around four or five years old. I would listen. I would read my dad's comic books, whatever ones he had out or he allowed me to read, and then. Probably around know what it was. Uh, 
was it Infinite Crisis or which the first Crisis in DC where they reset everything? Crisis on Infinite Earths. Crisis on Infinite Earths, the one that happened in 86, and they reset everything. Um, my mother bought me the first Superman comic book, the relaunch. And so that's when I started reading comic books awesome. on a consistent basis, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that kind of ages me there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, now, you said uh, you were not a big fan of the new 52 DC stuff, right? No, I wasn't. Okay. I was not. (laughs) um, Okay. So I'm sure this changes for a lot of people as they, you know, get older and their reading tastes change. Um, I guess I'll start with when you were younger. So were you uh, Marvel or DC? I read mostly DC. Mm -hmm. uh, But when I got into middle school, I read a lot of Marvel. I mean, I watched the the comic, you know, the cartoon. Mm -hmm. And so when they started doing their relaunch with uh, Chris uh, Claremont, I, I got a bunch of those early, you know, runs, uh, got really into, I liked X-Factor and Cable. Those were like oh. my favorite. That, that was my favorite X-Men was Cable. and Whatever book Cable was in, whether it was Deadpool and Cable, um, I would follow him and Bishop. I just really was into the whole New Mutant stuff. Not so much the old X-Men stuff. And I was also a big Spider-Man fan, which got me into being a Spider-Girl fan, uh, which was the daughter of, of Spider-Man. Which I'm not sure if she was in continuity or was one of those one if things, but you know they were always you know she would run for about forty issues, they cancel it and then they pick her back up. But I always <laughs> you know I would follow her around and stuff like that. But I read both. I mean, um, there wasn't really a comic book store because I was a military brat and we kind of moved around a little bit. Uh, there wasn't really a consistent comic book store where I could go and get comic books. Uh, I would have to depend on the PX. So whatever was in there is what I would grab. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I really didn't have my money on my own for a while until I was like 16. And then at that point, I didn't really feel like it was a cool thing to order comic books through the mail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, as a teenager, I just like, that doesn't sound cool. So I didn't do that. Mm. Probably should have, but, you know. <laughs> I love ordering comic books through the mail. Really? Our, our mailman or whoever it is, I don't know if it's the UPS guy, whoever delivers them, he comes to our to our door and he sets them this giant box under the mat. Under so it's our... like a mat sitting on top of this big, huge box. I'm like, yeah, nobody can tell that big, huge box is there under the mat. <laughs> yeah. It's like well, ridiculous. I, I, used to work, I used to work in politics, <laughs> and I was one of those people that would knock on people's doors and ask them questions for whatever candidate I was working for. Mm-hmm. And I was always impressed and amazed by the little hiding spots that the the postal guy and the UPS guy and the FedEx guy. And you can, up, up at a certain point, you can tell which, without even looking at the package, really, mm-hmm. like who said it where. Like if it was FedEx, UPS, and post office. And I would play a little game with myself to see <laughs> <laughs> you know, if I guessed it right. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, funny. And then Amazon, I don't know why Amazon still puts that big smiley face on because I know for a fact, like, at least in Las Vegas, it was like, People would drive around neighborhoods looking for the smiley face to oh, just, yeah, yeah, to take the package off. You know, yeah, they knew, but especially if you target certain, I guess you target certain neighborhoods or whatever, you know, you're going to get some high end quality stuff. But yeah, that's a good that's point. All, that's all that branding stuff. It was just weird to me. Nobody else did that, but Amazon. So, what are you reading lately? You said you've you've jumped back in. Uh, right now, I have the uh, omnibus of Sandman. Oh, nice! Yeah. 
I had uh, read a lot of the offshoots, like Death and Lucifer, which I loved. And I remember the Sandman TV show back in the day. But I had actually never read Sandman. Mm-hmm. I just didn't get into it. And one of the reasons was because the artwork kind of turned me off because it's very 80s. Mm, but I like yeah. I like Neil Gaiman and I like all of his stuff pretty much. It's like, you know, maybe I should just finally sit down and read this. And it's very impressive. It's a well done book. And some of it is still kind of 80s because I guess they were trying to smash, um, you know, this this continuity with the DC characters, which seemed kind of odd because they're so magical. And so I guess eventually they went to like Lucifer and all them went to what was the offshoot Vertigo? Or... Yeah, yeah, Vertigo. Yeah. Yeah. And they didn't really connect unless there were some weird thing going on. And so it was very odd to see like Ma- Martian Manhunter and what was his face from the fourth world uh scott free in here and it was like really but i guess that's what they did back in the day so i would love to see like you know sandman done as a uh, proper tv show or something or a movie i had heard that uh lucifer was getting a push i saw that too but they tried that with constantine and Uh. and unless lucifer is going to be on fox and so unless they're (laughs) yeah unless they're going to do like a cable and put it like on AMC or something. I don't see it working out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's kind of jumping, I think on the comic book bandwagon because some of them have done so well, but they're not all like the TV being given shows? the same amount of effort. Yeah. And so it's kind of sad because I, I it, like the, the character Constantine, but I did not like the show. I didn't like the show either, and I try. I saw how they tried to improve it, but Constantine is a chain smoker. He's an asshole. He doesn't like people. He yeah. cusses, he curses, and he's very British. Uh-huh. And yeah. it didn't seem like that was the case. And I also didn't like the effects on the show. It was like very CGI. It's like, mm-hmm. why can't you do practical effects like on Walking Dead? It's much scarier. Mm-hmm. And it would make the show feel more grounded. Yeah, but, and yeah. maybe we dropped off of that series a lot quicker than we should have, but mm-hmm. the I, writing was just not very good. I can overlook some cheesy uh, production, mm-hmm. but if the writing's bad, then like, what's what's you know, ugh. The writing was bad, and I didn't like the actress that they cast as Zed. She was like always pouty face all the time <laughs> yeah. with the moon eyes, and I just like, oh, they need to get rid of her. Mm-hmm. Just get rid of her. Yeah, I did. I think the guy was a Matt Hardy or whatever his name was did a pretty decent job as Constantine. It's just mm-hmm. he was shackled and being in, on a network television mm-hmm. channel. Yeah. yeah, at eight o'clock too. Yeah, I, mean, I, I was always a little. Yeah, I was surprised. Who who has that? Is it NBC? Yeah, NBC. it's NBC. Yeah. I was a little surprised that yeah, it would be a normal network uh, that would pick it up. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like the Flash or uh, Arrow. Yeah. You know, you you know, it's a little bit more adult. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Say, it deals. I mean, besides just his character, it's the the material's more like uh, extreme, I guess. Maybe? Yeah, yeah. There are no good guys in Constantine. I mean, it's yeah. all everyone doing horrible, bad decisions, and mm-hmm. sometimes they get their comeuppance, and sometimes they don't. You know, and it's just one immoral decision after another. There's like really little to no redemption in Constantine. Yeah. 
So I'm happy with how quick we got to comic book TV shows because I was going to ask you about that. Are there uh, any any of them that you are enjoying right now? Anything you're watching? I'm getting a lot of fun out of The Flash. I think it's mm. a great show, and I'm I'm amazed that it's only its first season. Mm-hmm. I know. It, it feels like from the very first few episodes, and then they did the break. It's like that was their first season, and this part is like their second season because the progression and the quality of writing has just gone up and up. And I have no idea where they're going. I mean, I know a lot of the comic, you know, storylines, but I have no idea that where they're going and how they're going to continue on because it seems like they're burning through so much material, yet there's so much material out there. It's like mm-hmm. they're burning through like seven seasons in the first uh-huh. season. Yeah. Yeah, I was wor- kind of worried about that, too, bringing up the whole, like, like the thing with his mom and, you know, leading up to, like, the Flashpoint thing. But, yes. But then after that, where are they going to go? Yeah, you I- know? It it does seem like they're squeezing a pretty long first season out of it. But yeah, I was really surprised at all the stuff they've introduced already in the first... When they first introduced uh, Reverse Flash, I was like, wow, already? Mm-hmm. And then they've even yes. gone a lot further into that whole Reverse Flash thing yeah. um, and time travel already. And yeah, I was really surprised at how much they're putting into just this first season. Mm-hmm. I love yes, it. and then in the introducing of, you know actual power characters Mm -hmm. and uh like his rogue kind of his rogues gallery which are very you know kind of funny incompetent you know Uh, bad guys uh but they keep coming back and stuff and the whole captain cold stuff Mm -hmm. so i'm looking forward to i think it's next week or this week where they're having the all-star stuff the 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 team up and see how that goes Mm -hmm. um Yeah. yeah and then they're gonna have arrow I like Arrow. I actually like Arrow a lot. Um, I almost dropped it the first season, but I was like, I'm going to, you know, there's nothing else on. I'm just going to stick it, stick through it. And I'm glad I did because there's a lot of people that dropped it the first season and it's just so good. I don't think we, we picked up on Arrow till the first or second season. No, it was after Mm -hmm. the first season because we watched, we we started the first season and you're like, I've heard that it gets better. So after, I mean, even though we don't (laughs) don't like it, we still have to get through the first season and then continue and see if it actually does get better. I'm like, okay, we'll give it a try. Mm -hmm. Um, Arrow, I have a love hate relationship with because it does entertain me. I, I enjoy watching it, but at the same time, ew, there's so many groan worthy things that happen. I laugh. I laugh a lot at that show, and I don't think I'm supposed to. <laughs> I think you are supposed to. I think they, they, they've they injected a little bit more camp into it a yeah, little bit more because yeah. it's so dour. I just I hope by the end of this season they break away from him being moody, light Batman and more into the smart ass, you know, kind of punkish, liberal liberal mouth. Yeah, proper uh, proper Green Arrow. Cause he, proper Green Arrow because he's lost his fortune. I mean, that's when he switched from being kind of a – light batman to once he lost his fortune he started being like his mouthy you know liberal voice thing and i think it would be great for the show because that's part of the character is his humor mm-hmm. uh, he's in this very dark dark world dark place but he does these very dark humorous jokes and it's and it's kind of missing i mean mm-hmm. i would it needs a little bit of lightheartedness i think mm-hmm. and I don't think it has to go as light as the Flash is. No. Um, and it's kind of at this point ingrained that the, that Arrow has kind of a darker tone, but I think they definitely yeah. could do with lightening it up a bit and adding more humor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, especially, I, especially, I I, I want to say to his character because it just seems like you know so many unhappy things happen, and he's just always in such a mood. And I'm really unhappy with 
Felicity this season because she mm-hmm. she was a lot of like she was kind of comic relief and she's quirky mm-hmm. and goofy. And this season, all they've utilized her for is to give Ollie grief and to be PO'd at Ollie all the time. Mm-hmm. And she's not any fun this season. And I'm very disappointed in that. <laughs> I'm a little disappointed in that, too, that she's not as fun. Um, I also am a little disappointed that she kind of wavers on her. If she's going to be mad at Ollie, she needs to be mad for him throughout the whole season. Because yeah. she has legitimate reasons to be mad at him. Mm-hmm. I mean, some really serious, you know, moral principle reasons to be mad at him. And he's she's one of the few people that calls him on his BS. Mm-hmm. I wish she would stick with that a little bit longer, a little bit, even if she still helps him. Mm-hmm. But, Yeah. Uh, it remains to be seen uh, how they're going to end this show because it seems like there's going to be a lot of bodies dropping at the end of this season. And mm. I don't know how I'm going to feel about that if certain characters I like are going to be gone. <laughs> yeah. Have you gotten a chance to check out uh, Daredevil yet? I finished Daredevil. Oh, you? Oh, okay. We're only, I'm only three episodes in. I, uh, oh, okay. I'm whopping one under my belt. <laughs> <laughs> so you finished it. How do you feel? Do you like it? How do you feel? I about l- it? I liked it. Um, I found it was a very good uh, first season, a good miniseries. I like the f- the fact that it's not a completely detective show. Mm-hmm. Like it does. I think what they did was they lightened the detective stuff so that everyone that is a, a Marvel fan but not a comic book fan, like it seems like they did it to where you can follow along. Your brain doesn't have to be fully activated mm-hmm. so that they can get as many people to watch the show as possible. But they laid the groundworks to where you could eventually, you know, turn your brain on and it can be like a really detective type of show, which is Dare- Daredevil does. You know, mm-hmm. he does use his brain to solve certain stuff before he goes out and beats the crap out of people. Yeah, I've been OK. Like I said, uh, we're only Melanie and I are only three episodes in and Jesse's only seen the first. Um, but so far. I've been really impressed with it Mm -hmm. and I'm surprised at how dark it is, Mm -hmm. but at the same time there's humor and there are some fun moments. Um, So far from what I've seen, they just handled it really well. It feels more like something you could catch on AMC, like a quality show as opposed to like a network show. Mm -hmm. Uh, It seems like Netflix has definitely put some, uh, money into the production and it shows mm-hmm. and from what i've seen i really i the writing's pretty good i enjoy it my understanding is they've they've spent like 60 million they're supposed to spend 60 million dollars on on entire the entire run of like daredevil jessica jones luke cage iron fist and defender mm-hmm. so it, it, the shows are going to be like a million bucks a pop so and it shows yeah mm-hmm. it really does um and the fright coordinations uh you, you, oh. even with the first one and the first three are just impressive they look like actual fights like someone's actually getting hurt yeah there were a couple times when we were like ouch yeah that that i bet that guy's head actually got slammed because that's what it looked like it looked like it hurt some good stunts and in the second episode which so far has been the one that really blew me away the without spoiling it for jesse there is a fight sequence at the end in a Mm -hmm. hallway and it is fantastic it's not i don't know if any of you guys are familiar with Old Boy, the original? A lot of people, a lot of people are saying that it did kind of look old boyish. Yes, mm-hmm. hallway. Um, I don't think the whole thing's one camera shot, but there's a very long camera takes mm-hmm. where it's just like almost like stationary camera and just action happens in front of it. Was I was really impressed with that. Yeah, 
I also like the fact that while there there are guns in in the show, like it's it's not like um like some of the other comic movie things where like oh there's no guns so that's why they're hitting each other mm-hmm. like there are guns and he dismantles the guns mm-hmm. and that's why these guys are you know hitting each other with his fists. I mean he addresses the gun issue like really quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they yeah. they they have handled the uh, uh you know the hero without superpowers has to yes. take on these guys with guns with his bare hands. They've handled that yeah. pretty well. Mm-hmm. And he threw a microwave at a guy's head. Yes. <laughs> hey, you're spoiling, baby. I'm sorry. Hey. <laughs> Just watch for he, the microwave. It's that's he so throws great. like he. I think it's like a crowd from a god technique where you actually use objects within your reach. Mm-hmm. And you're supposed to use them, and he he does that effectively. Like it makes sense. Like if you're someone struggling for your life. You would grab anything and everything and use it as a weapon, no matter what it is. He does that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's why I said, baby, I need to learn Krav Maga, and then I'm going to just go kick Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I like I liked Daredevil. It makes me hopeful for the other, other series. The only problem I have is that they haven't cast Iron Fist yet, and he seems to be like the anchor of the whole universe. Mm, okay. Um, if you haven't already seen the hints already, it seems like they're anchoring everything around Iron Fist. Oh, no. And so, Interesting. Yeah. So if you're familiar enough with that, and I wasn't familiar with Iron Fist, I had to look all, everything up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I saw some hints, like stuff that didn't make sense to me throughout the, the series, and I just made mental notes. And then I looked, once I've completed and looked at all the spoilers and looked for the my information from comic book nerds, like, you know, what does this mean? Mm-hmm. They haven't even cast that yet, and it's not supposed to be out till next year. It's like I want all these all at once. Like I want Daredevil uh-huh. next this month, I want Jessica Jones next month, Luke Cage and Iron Fist, and then you can have Defenders in the fall. <laughs> you know, I don't want to wait. I like the Netflix model with their series <laughs> that they'll just drop a whole season all at once. But that- did you see what happened to HBO today, though? Huh. They the first five, and then someone told me six. I saw reports from five to six of the. HBO uh, Game of Thrones is out. What? Online. What? Yeah, it leaked. The first oh. five for sure. And then I saw another thing that's saying another one it leaked and it's six episodes. Oh. Wow. Yes. I don't know if that's intentional on HBO's fault uh, uh, part because of Daredevil is doing such bang bust numbers. Oh. Or somebody dropped the ball and, you know, the hackers hacked. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I'm surprised. Yeah. yeah. Either way. Well, that that kind of ties into wow. Yeah, I had not heard that. Yeah, oh, I can't wait. That's so tempting. But that's against the law. You can't watch it. it. Yeah, it's so tempting. Well, I have, I <laughs> personally have not been watching Game of Thrones since the first season. Oh yeah, but um, I know a lot of people that do watch the show, and I, I'm pretty sure they already, after watching Daredevil, are watching those episodes. Yeah. Well, yeah. I want to. <laughs> that that ties into the thing where they drop a whole bunch of episodes, and unless mm-hmm. you can binge through them real quick, the internet becomes a minefield of spoilers. Yeah. It does. Uh-huh. It does come as a minefield, and I'm just wondering what this season's going to be like. Which you know, mountain versus viper, purple wedding, red <laughs> wedding. You know what it is because the the show is catching up to the book, pre, the books pretty quickly. And I have enjoyed with my power of knowledge having read the books over uh, my friends who just watched the TV show. But oh, you pretty can... soon, pretty soon is pretty soon. I mean, the TV show people know what the ending is. Pretty soon, I'm going to have to watch this show to 
keep up. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I haven't read the books, but I, I've heard uh, from people that in the, in the show, there's spoilers for the books. Yeah. There, yeah. There's spoilers for stuff. That's going to happen later. In the that book. hasn't even happened in the books yet. Yeah. Well, that's why I heard that this season is, and I don't know if they're just trying to lure me in by saying that. And it's uh, just going to be like some offhanded comment, or is it going to be a subsident thing, like a full episode or a series of things? Because I don't want to get spoiled. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've been waiting for Wind of Winter. It's not as long as some people, but I've been waiting for that book for a while now. I, you know, I, okay, I, I also have not been reading them. I have not read any of the books, but I wonder about George R. R. Martin's. I wonder if he's having trouble finishing up the books with so much pressure from. Yeah, because that would be a lot of pressure if the series is catching up. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a lot of pressure. It's just he takes a very long time to write. He just always has. Mm-hmm. I mean, the before the, the television series, there was gaps of five and three years. And he, you know, he had to actually, he wrote one version of the story and was almost done with it and just chuck it because it didn't make sense for what he planned and Mm. started over again. Mm. So he's a very detail-oriented writer and he has a lot of balls in the air and he's just trying to make the best story possible. So he's just taking his time Mm. as he normally does to do it. Um I think the pressure on his part is he because he's living in a social media age. He doesn't understand why people can't wait. Oh, because if this if this was like even ten years ago, mm-hmm. there wouldn't be so much comments or sniping at him about getting this book out. I mean, look at Stephen King with the you know the Dark Tower series, mm-hmm. or even Jay you know Jay you know Rollins with the Harry Potter stuff, and then there's you know Terry Books with his series. I mean, there's a lot of authors out there that have you know, taking a long time to complete a series and they didn't get as many snipes as he does now. And I think it's just a different age is what it is. Yeah. It's, we expect instant gratification. We want the series dumped in our lap right now to watch it all. And it's, (laughs) and it is kind of so easy to get, uh, your voice at a creator. Yeah. Mm -hmm. With Twitter, particularly Twitter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's why I'm sorry. I know you all are, but maybe that's why I don't, on twitter oh i love it because <laughs> i love it but i'm not one of the negative ones like there's there's a lot of people that use it as you know uh to gripe or just troll people you know yes to troll people yes there are a lot of people that go out there and just troll people and be negative and then there's a lot of positivity but there's a lot of trolling it's very mm-hmm. easy to do on twitter it's much different to write a blog and troll someone that way you know mm-hmm. um so yeah i mean it can be used very negatively and since it's so immediate it becomes mm-hmm. immediate negativity uh but and if you're a creator and well known that's a lot of like it just seems like a whole lot of negativity shooting at your face i imagine every time you log into twitter mm-hmm. well uh, not only that but you know george R. R. martin is a you know the super nerd i mean he's been on the internet before anyone knew what the internet was was, I mean, he was on the Galactic Network. The Galactic, pretty, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. I mean, he, he still has, you know, he blogs, he does other stories, he does other stuff. And so he's very aware versus other creators around his age about social media and about the internet. Mm-hmm. So he, he, I guess more so than anyone, he's very well aware of, you know, the gripes and the complaints and the instantaneous means. I just, I think socially he doesn't understand why people are so 
the need for now, now, now. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's, you know, showing up his age where he's from an age where people can wait. There's not that instant gratification. Mm-hmm. That's why, I mean, I, I like to wait and read old stuff. Because then I can read it all. So you can have instant gratification because yeah. it's all finished and out. I have the entire out. series to read well, that's, now. <laughs> well, after uh, Harry Potter, I swore to myself that I would wait till a series was done before I started reading it again. Mm-hmm. And then I went back home and stayed uh, with my parents for a bit. And my one of my young, younger brothers, showed, he, he got me to, he had all the Game of Thrones books. And I read the first one. But uh, he gave me all the Game of Thrones books and I just sat there and I started reading it. And I just I got mad at him at the end because I got to the <laughs> final book and I was like, I have to wait now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I think it was at the time I was reading it, it was the Winds of Winter was supposed to come out the following year. So I was like, I was thinking I was going to wait only a year. And here we are in 2015 and it's still not out yet. Mm-hmm. It's been almost three years now. <laughs> so yeah, I was like, I always I give him the stink eye. It's like you. <laughs> uh, I, and I understand from a creator's from the creator's point of view of like you know this stuff takes time. Mm-hmm. Um, but also as uh, a, a fan of things and as a modern type consumer, if I like something, I want it all right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know what though? Well, I mean, I want I do want it right now. But um, I would prefer, like, okay, the the books be done, and then they do the show, and then I'll finish the show, and then go back and read the books, because yeah. I've read far too many books that they made into movies, and then I'm disappointed in the movies. Oh, so yeah. I would much rather watch, Enjoy watch, the show for read, what it is, and then read the book. And then read and be more impressed with, with what I've already liked. Yeah. And that's probably one of the reasons why like I, I stopped watching Walking Dead and stopped watching Game of Thrones is because I have the, the source material so ingrained with me I can't watch the shows. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so yeah. tough watching Walking Dead with Randy and I'm like I'm like, Oh that's Because you, I haven't I've I've only read some of the early stuff. I have not read a lot of Walking Dead. Yeah, and I'm Well, I stopped after the governor because I just couldn't take it anymore. Like after they got away from the governor, I was like, Okay, I'm I'm kinda done. Here. <laughs> this is too much blood and gore and just violence. It was just too much for me. That was a very a particularly violent period. It was, but it was like almost two, three years in the comics. They were with the governor. Mm-hmm. I don't know if people realize that that was like a a long run of just awful evilness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I mean, I still read it. I love it, and. There's so many times when I wanted to be like, oh, do you want, want to know what happened in the comic? And he's like, no, don't tell me, don't tell me. And I'm like, well, you have to hurry up and catch up because I need to tell you. Well, and I will read it eventually, but also certain things will find them find its in, find its way into the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want the comic or the show spoiled. Yeah. The problem is then I'm not really worried about the show spoiling the comic. I'm almost mm-hmm. more worried about the comic spoiling the show, and I know quite a bit is different, but... A lot of it's different. We're going to start reading, because um, uh, we were doing, like, Swamp Thing discussions every other episode. We're going mm-hmm. to start doing that with Walking Dead, so I will finally actually be able to start knocking big chunks of the comic series off my list of shame. Yeah. So I will start reading it soon. Yeah, and not only that, but I, I believe this initial run, I thought it was only supposed to run 100 books initially or that was the plan mm-hmm. and i guess now they're up into 150 and i'm like how are they going to end in this uh comic book 
They're never going to end it. I never. Know. Sorry. There's a, there's a lot of comic books that started out around the same time and the same quality that have already ended. Like uh, Why the Last Man, I think, started the same year. Mm-hmm. And Fables is ending in July. Mm-hmm. And there was like 100 Bullets, which ended like a few years ago. Mm-hmm. But started a little bit before that. Yeah. And there was like a f- – yeah, there's like a few – Books like I when I really got serious into comic books again, like uh, in college, and I moved out in Las Vegas, and there was like a comic book store right across from the university, and that's where I spent all my money. Mm. Um, Walking Dead came out, and all this like great indie kind of stuff came out, and a lot of them have you know finished and ended and stuff. And I'm just wondering, like, I don't want The Walking Dead to end up like you know Superman and Batman, where they kind of get tired and then mm-hmm. you know parody of themselves and stuff like that. I think. And again, coming from the point of view of somebody who has not read most of the comics, I think The Walking Dead continues to be wildly successful. Um, So there's a little bit of like, why would we end it now? Mm -hmm. But also, it wasn't even just that they they decided not to stop at issue 100, because I know issue 100 was a big deal when they hit it. Mm -hmm. Um, For a while, they were releasing two issues a month. That's crazy. That's crazy. So it's not a, not only did they not end it, they amped it up and doubled production Mm -hmm. basically. Mm -hmm. Uh, Walking Dead spinoff then. Oh Oh, yeah. yeah. They're, they're teasing that they're going to reveal what happened in the, like the beginning, like what started it. Mm -hmm. See, my problem with that is that when the original guy that brought the Walking Dead on and started it and did the first episode, Frank, Damaport, I think his name was, and then they fired him. Mm-hmm. He was doing those web series where there was like how that that one oh, woman yeah. that, yeah. Then he was going to do the soldier one, and he was going to show kind of how people transition to be walkers. And if you look at the first season of Walking Dead, like the walkers had superpowers. They were climbing up ladders. They were opening up doors. I mean, they still had some kind of human cognitive function. Mm-hmm. And then somehow that kind of went away. And I don't know if it's because of the decay of the walkers or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, that seemed like something he wanted to do, and now they're finally spinning it off into a show. I don't want to know how the virus started. Yeah, I, I don't of... want to know the star- the source because we already know right now that everybody, even though that's not the way it is in the comic books, but everybody, if they die, mm-hmm. pretty much turns into a walker no matter how they die, mm-hmm. whether it be natural causes or getting bit or whatever. Mm-hmm. Which I lo- – in terms of like zombie rules, I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. I, I like it also. I mean, I don't know that what their if that was in their intention, but I like it when the zombies uh, uh, start off like faster and stronger and whatever, and yes. then as they decay, slow down and and can do less and less because that's how it should be in and, nature. <laughs> and that's something that a lot of I mean, we really haven't had zombie TV series up till The Walking mm-hmm. Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something a lot of movies and stuff never had the time to address if they thought to address it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of an interesting thing. I mean, if that is something they've thought about. Or well, may- I, uh, well, I also hope I, I like that fact. I also hope that they kind of tran- transition to the fact of strongholds. Because if, if The Walking Dead is supposed to be in like kind of an allegory of the the end of the times and stuff. And we've had end of time stuff within our own world existing. There's always a stronghold. I mean, we had the governor and now we have Alexandria in the show, mm-hmm. but I would love because, uh, LA is so more compact and that's where they're supposed to be taking place that you see strongholds. You see more 
stuff because they were in Atlanta and then they went out into the country where there's a lot of less resources mm-hmm. apparent or easy to grab. There, you know, there's how many military bases within the California area. There's how many hospitals. There's how many of all these things. And just I would love to see like different packs of people going after each other. Like they sort of kind of did with the governor, but it was just two groups. But what if multiple groups plus zombies are in the mix? That, I hope, is what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. Melanie's smiling like she knows something in the comics. Oh. I'm, I'm shaking my head at her. Don't say <laughs> I anything. I didn't say anything. I know, but I You're can, saying things. I'm sitting here. I, I could tell by the look on your face. Behind a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm kind of interested to check out this spinoff. I just wish they would have spent more time titling it. Yeah. It's such, I know it's a, such a stupid minor complaint, but how are, fear the walking dead and the, I, I'm just not a fan of that. Especially if it's, you know, this is, well, I, I if it's, this is what happened to these people to make them the walking dead, that's not going to make me fear them. It's going to make me feel sympathy for them. You <laughs> well, know, that's, that's an interesting thing. Like, oh, poor zombie. <laughs> Well, my understanding is they're supposed to do two seasons of the kind of like the breakdown, like when Rick was asleep, and then they're going to do a time jump, and somehow they're going to be at the same point or place as the other group. Like they're supposed to meet oh. somehow, whether it be at the time frame on different t- sides of the coast or actually physically meet. Mm-hmm. I'm worried. That is the rumor. I hope they don't actually meet, but I wouldn't be surprised if there's a time jump. Yeah. Because they do they do that in The Walking Dead already. I mean, they don't ever show winter, really. I know this most of it takes place in the south, but <laughs> Well, they do. I mean, not every season. I think between yeah. this last season and the season before there wasn't a time jump, but generally between seasons it does seem like mm-hmm. there is a time jump, yeah. Yeah, didn't yeah. didn't um I can't even remember her name right now, but didn't what's her name? His wife go from being pregnant to being like really pregnant? Yes. Yeah, in, yeah. In, in like, yeah. Okay. Um, so. <laughs> I'm kind of worried about this spinoff. I don't know what cre- who, who's involved in it, but I'm kind of worried because it, The Walking Dead's doing so well mm-hmm. that it's going to be a cash grab. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's yeah. not usually a good thing. Well, you know, I would be more happy with it if it's a limited run where they just show how the outbreak happens and you just see it through these people's eyes and then either they die or we just leave them wherever they are Mm -hmm. and and then just leave it at that. I mean, that story is told. Maybe they get into some kind of stronghold and they're safe for the moment Uh, or they're all dead and that's it. And that's how the breakup happened. (laughs) You know, a good way for them to meet is they all die, and then we see them there as zombies outside, you know, the fence. (laughs) That would be, uh, yeah, that would be great. Because they were like a horde that went across the the United Uh States and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. If they do crossover, like, between the shows, Mm -hmm. one group better be zombies. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's the one thing I've heard people that are fans of the comic books is is there's not enough of the, the hordes. Mm. In the show, like that, the, the hordes are just massive, and there's they. Ha- I guess they don't. They have to evade them more often, where they have to go all the, like a like a workaround to get away from them because they're literally they're just this big, massive, like locust people, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. consuming everything. Yeah, it would be interesting. I think if 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 they could do um, parts of other other parts of the world. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if they did something in like you know like China, India, 
where it would be so much more extreme because they have so such more a people. yeah condensed like population. Like, well, what if it's just eliminated to like the U.S. and everyone else is okay? Everybody else is fine. <laughs> We don't even know that in the comic books, really. We don't. Yeah. I mean, everything is cut off. Or maybe, like, only, like, Australia and Antarctica are okay because they're, like, islands. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Antarctica is cold, and there's, like, only, like, what, less than a couple thousand people, and they're all scientists. Mm -hmm. So they're all safe. There's nobody coming up out of the ground or coming for them Mm -hmm. or something weird like that. That would be interesting. Yeah. You know, and that that makes me think of something that kind of – bugs me about the spinoff that I hadn't realized till now is that I don't like the idea of seeing other parts of the country. I like the idea of we're with this group in this one part of the Mm -hmm. country and you don't know how widespread that this is like, because it's a zombie show and we're used to, Mm -hmm. you know, zombie apocalypse, we assume it's everywhere, but I like the idea that maybe it's not, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe it's just in the South and in the Northeast or something like that. Exactly. Because they did evacuate Virginia. I mean, but we don't know where those people went. Mm-hmm. Did they turn all into zombies or did they go all the way into Canada and they're a safe zone? We just don't know. Mm-hmm. It's not in the comic books like that and it's not um, in the show, from my understanding, is like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I wish World War Z would have been good. Yeah. Talk about a waste of source material, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It was a waste of source material. I'm sorry. Apparently, apparently they're supposed to be another World War Z. Like they're filming it now or something like Mm. that. Because it made so much money. Yeah, it did. It did gangbusters. Really? Yeah. I mean, I okay. Yeah, I was one of the people who watched it, but that's because because I read because I read the book and the and the zombie survival guide. So I was hopeful, but now that I've seen it, I'm not going to go spend money on a second one. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You think they take that into account? Um, nope. They think you look at the Transformers. There's five of those things. Yeah, that's true. Ugh. But kids are. Yeah, it's not just kids, kids though. I, well, Transformer does. Transformers does have the kids aspect. The kids will, you know, I want to go. It see also has the overseas. What are we doing to the overseas people when we're giving them garbage like Transformers? Yeah, and well, they like it. <laughs> and that you know that is actually, from what I hear, part of the reason that some of these big blockbuster movies that are just terrible keep getting mm-hmm. sequels is because they do very well overseas. So over, overseas, they're like, hey, we'll k- throw a bunch of money at you to make another one because we love it. So, I, yeah, I don't understand it. But, you know, we you know we have a lot of, uh, hmm, I don't know, I, I don't want to be rude. We have a lot of people here that will go see crappy movies too, so. Yeah. That's, true. That's true. I've been known to go see some crappy movies myself, but still, some of them are just, ugh. Well, I was in the theater to see the second and third Transformer movies. Yeah, but that was... Uh, why did you do it after number two when there was a math problem? Oh, they're, hor- they're horrible. I didn't want to go see the second one. It's but my nephew. we took her nephew. Yeah, my nephew uh, loves Transformers. It was the kids' thing. It was so he's so ridiculous about it. He got all sad. He's like, "Why doesn't Sam want to be in the next movie?" And I'm like, "Oh, Gabe, just get over it, please. Stop, stop uh, with the so Transformers." So terrible, so terrible. Oh yeah, I understand that. I have younger siblings, and they they're like, I remember the whole Star Wars thing and stuff like that. And I was like, "Oh, I don't want to see this movie." Yeah. <laughs> uh. But yeah, I can get that. Uh, I just don't understand the appeal for kids beyond the fact that they're sh- I, okay smashing robots. I guess. Yeah, that's but, uh, that's about all it takes. I think for for a little 
the little boy to get excited. He's like, oh, look. Yeah. But I'm really surprised that kids have the patience to sit through those movies because, okay. So long. They're so long. Um, and there is a lot of action, a mind-numbing amount of action, but everything else is so drug out and uninteresting. Mm-hmm. I'm really surprised that kids kids will sit through it. I have a hard time sitting through it. Well, that's one of the things, though, with at least with most children I know, they, okay, they'll, they'll wa- find a movie, they like it, they'll watch it over and over again, but what happens is you put it in, then they wander away for 20 minutes until something happens that they know they like, and then they'll come and, you know, drool at the TV for 10 minutes and then wander <laughs> off again. Yeah, some some kids are like that, and then you have one of my younger brothers will sit there and watch, like, all of Lord of the Rings movies and not move a single inch oh, and yeah. just watch the extended versions. <laughs> or Castaway, which is his favorite movie, which my mom, like, because uh, all his siblings are way older than he is, you know, puts the movie on so everyone can get ready. And he'll sit there and watch Castaway. Really? Castaway with Tom Hanks and Wilson. Yes. I asked him <laughs> <And> Wilson. <laughs> yes. I was like, why do you like like this movie? And he's like, it's a love story. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> that's adorable. You're five. <laughs> he goes, no, no, wait, wait, wait. You'll see. And we, and we get to the part where he's in the cave. He goes, look, he loves his girl. I was <laughs> like, you're, you're five. <laughs> you're <laughs> you're oh. five years old. What do you know? But no, that was his favorite movie. And then I, you know, my other siblings would do the same thing. They'll put the movie on and then walk away and then come back. You mm-hmm. know, stuff. Yeah. yeah. Care Bears. Oh. <laughs> Care Bears. <laughs> yeah. Care Bears the movie. The same Care Bears movie that I watched when I was a kid. They were watching because I guess it, they became popular again or something. Yeah, they did. They went away and then they came back. And I actually did that too. I had the Care Bears movie when I was little. And then, well, my sister's kids, I played it for them. But then they had like f- four other Care Bears movies also. So That and My Little Pony. That came back too. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> it's still really big. I unfortunately have Care Bear or My Little Pony songs Stuck so ingrained in, in my memory that I start singing them in the car. What is that one? It starts with a D. I had m- one of my friends' sons was into uh, My Little Ponies, and it starts with a D. And I had gotten him the toy. I forgot what it was, but there was a song to it that he was sing all the time, hmm. and it was just so annoying. <laughs> It's like it starts with a D, and I think it's like purple or something with blue hair. Um, I, I don't know, maybe Rainbow Dash or that's what it was, Rainbow okay. Dash. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All I know is my Netflix, my Netflix account lies to me when I, it tells me I have watched My Little Pony, Friendship Is Magic, and Eloise, and all these shows. It shows up on my recent viewing. I did not watch those. <laughs> Isn't it separate with the kids thing? Like, but the it's, kids account? it is, oh. but it still shows up in in my account, and I don't know why. Oh, they need to fix that. They do. It's because you're the you're the main account holder. So even though we watch them in our little sections, it shows it's up in still mine. your account. It drives me crazy. I know it does. Like I did not it's watch like, that. Well, that makes sense because I, I was wondering when the some of the suggestion options would pop up, and I'm like, uh, no. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> That makes sense now because I'm like, no, I am not going to be watching this nonsense. Get away. Stop suggesting this to me. Mm-hmm. Who, who messed up my account where this is coming up? <laughs> but now that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, 
I like there are things that I like and and I I do enjoy them, but just because I watch something once or twice doesn't mean you have to show like I like anime. I watch one or two anime shows and now it's like suggested for you every anime show we have. Attack of the Titans, Attack of the Titans D, Attack of the Titans Z. I was like, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <sighs> No, I no I yeah. Uh I hope soon that Netflix is gonna allow you to do like, you know, scheduling where you can do like marathons because sometimes they have like um one, two or three of like horror movies. Mm-hmm. But instead of me going in and out of the account, I wanna be able to just load it up one, two and three and watch it all in a row. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, that'd be nice. Kinda like how if you're watching a series, it'll just keep yes. rolling. It keep rolling exactly. Mm-hmm. Like I can do a block, or maybe for I know um, my mom was doing it with my younger siblings when she put the Netflix on, but she had to manually do it. She would let them watch like two or three of their show, and then she would switch it to a different show just so they wouldn't burn through that show so much. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. I know, yeah, I know. Parents would love to be able to go like, okay, we're gonna watch two episodes of Phoenix and Ferb, you know, one My Little Pony, and then one other thing, and put that on and just schedule it like that mm-hmm. yeah like just make up a little playlist a playlist it's a little like, playlist and let yeah. it let it go that's really yeah that's brilliant i'm i'm kind of Netflix surprised. sponsor us <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, if we just we didn't, we'll start tweeting at them all the time yeah. mm-hmm. i want a playlist netflix <laughs> yeah. um it doesn't have to be that many hours i mean it could be like four or eight you know a small block mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, but th- that would especially for like parents because I know a lot of people with kids that rather than have them watch TV, they'll like make a, a pl- playlist on YouTube. Yes, of the same kind of shows, just so that way they can control what comes next. So it's not you know playing weird random stuff, and all of a sudden they're watching porn. Yeah, crazy, yeah. crazy <laughs> stuff. Yeah, yeah. My mom used to do that too. YouTube and Netflix. She would. Well, the YouTube she liked better because she was able to create playlists. But then for a while there, I guess YouTube was put, pulling all the the video. This was early on, and then they started pulling all the videos. Mm-hmm. Made it hard for her. Oh, it's like oh, yeah. that's you know, SpongeBob's not on there anymore. Yeah, <laughs> they pulled it. Is Jesse still there? I've seen him try to come on and off, and he keeps getting dumped. Oh, oh no. really? Now I feel really bad. I thought he was just being quiet. Let me go. Yeah, uh, we 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 tend to dominate sometimes, and then he only says something once in a while when we get stuck, or start like uh, rambling or get confused and do the whole like silent for between every word for like fifteen seconds, and then he'll jump in and save us because he's a rock star like that. He sent me a text message and said that an incoming storm is knocking out his signal. Apparently. Oh! Oh! I wow! I yeah, he just I've joined and then it just yeah. Oh. oh, I heard him. Yeah, I'm I'm here now, but I'll probably be gone in like two minutes. <laughs> well, you were. My being... apologies. I'm not trying to be antisocial. No, I I felt like we were shutting you out or something. I was like, Jesse hasn't talked in like half an hour. What's going on? <laughs> no. What are you guys' feelings on Gotham? Oh, oh yeah. good question. I was actually going to bring that up when we were talking about Daredevil because. Uh, our consensus was Daredevil was very close to what Gotham should have been and yes. wasn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, Gotham, and I'm a huge Batman fan. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. of all the superhero comic books, Batman is my guy. Um, and I dropped Go- we dropped Gotham after four episodes, maybe. Uh-huh. And... Yeah. 
when, when I made went, it all, I made it all the way to the mid season break, and then I just never came back. Yeah, it's just so disappointing. Yes, the production on that show is really good. I like the sets are crazy. I like the look of it. It's got like a mix of modern day, but also kind of um, old school with some of the cars they they mm-hmm. they use, and then it the, has like a campy Adam West vibe to it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the writing was so bad, I thought, and it just doesn't. F- they want their ca- they want their that that stupid expression. They want their cake and to eat it too, mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is that how that expression goes? Um, yeah, it just like, well, we're gonna do a Batman series, except without Batman, except kind of with Batman. Uh, mm-hmm. But he's not really Batman. But all of Batman's villains are here. I I just yeah I. I had such trouble with it. It's disappointing to me. Yeah, my whole thing was when the most interesting thing in the show is Penguin, you've got some issues. <laughs> and it's, you know. Well, I like the actor playing Penguin, uh-huh. but I agree with you. When the most interesting character is Penguin, then yeah, I have an issue with it. And they were just bringing too many of the Batman villains that are supposed to be about the same age as mm-hmm. Batman is when Batman's Batman. And they're, I know a few of them are way older, like the Joker is supposed to be way older and mm-hmm. the Penguin is supposed to be way older and Mr. Freeze or whatever, but mm-hmm. not every single villain, yeah. you know. Yeah, I could I could accept Penguin because he's younger and yes. you always assume that he's older than, you know, quite a bit older than Batman. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, they started just throwing everybody in there. Mm-hmm. And like the Riddler and mm-hmm. yeah. And Catwoman, I, I know they made her young still, but she's like a 30-year-old and a 12-year... I mean, she looks young, but still really old. It's weird. The problem I have with that character was they didn't make her a street prostitute. They glossed over it. Yeah. They, oh, she's just a thief. It's like, no. She was like a child prostitute that messed her up, and then eventually mm. she got her way out. And they could have dealt with that subject matter on Gotham because it's supposed to be dark and gritty mm-hmm. and deal with the realities of, you know, that city. Yeah. It's like a horrible city and these horrible things happen to everyone, everyone, and nobody cares mm-hmm. but Jim Gordon. Right. And they had like such perfect opportunities to do it too. When like yes. one of the they picked her up at least twice. One of mm-hmm. those times she could have been like, you know, well, it's either this order end up back where I was doing, you know, whatever unspeakable things. Yes. And and they didn't even try. No. To touch on what Melanie said about Daredevil, yeah, I think it was even in the first episode still, we were watching the first episode, where they're, they're kind of doing... The first episode particularly felt a lot like a police procedural. I mean, I know they're, mm-hmm. they're lawyers, but it was like very much like a procedural car- crime show. But with a little superhero-y stuff going on, it's kind of dark and moody, um, but there's still, you know, still some humor. And I was like, this is totally what Gotham should have been. Mm-hmm. I think I think Jim Gordon, as a character, like, I love Gordon. He's awesome. I think he is a good enough character that he could carry a show. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't think the writing of Gotham is strong enough for anybody to carry that show. It just seems like a mess. Mm-hmm. It seems like a mess, but apparently a lot of people like it. And I think it's just non-comic book fans like the show. Yeah. And and uh, there's a lot of just Batman fans in general just from the films. But mm-hmm. it, yeah. Eventually, I intend to go back and try to try it again to, you know, watch it. Because, I mean, there was some okay stuff here and there. Mm-hmm. But it's a, it really is a weird mix of, like, it's campy. 
but it mm-hmm. wants to be serious and yes. it, it doesn't seem to want to commit to either, um, which it could, if it could, like a show can try to do both. It just, I don't know. There has to be a balance. Like you can be serious one episode or can't be the next episode or mm-hmm. we can't do both within the same episode. It's, it's just too weird. It's too off-putting. Yeah. So yeah, the, the one superhero show that I like should, should have been that I should have like I was most excited for mm-hmm. is is one of the very few that I was like no oh, I'm done after a few episodes. Yeah. They just should have done Gotham Central. That was the show without the mm-hmm. Batman. Mm-hmm. They should have done it. I I don't know if it was because they couldn't get the rights, which doesn't make any sense because uh, all the writers are work hires, so there's not that issue. I I mean I don't understand. <laughs> I think my theory on this is because the original pitch for the show sounded like it was basically Gotham Central. No Batman, yeah. no Bruce Wayne. Um, it's the Gotham PD. It's a, you know, detective show set in Gotham. So you might get some crazy comic booky villains and stuff. But the original pitch sounded like a straightforward Gotham police show. Mm-hmm. My guess is. Fox or, you know, pretty much any network that would have wanted to pick that up, but it, you know, went to Fox, um, was like, well, you can't have a Batman show without Batman. People aren't going to watch it if there's not at least some type of, some Batman in here. So my guess is that's why Bruce Wayne is all over that show. Um, and I don't mind seeing a young Bruce Wayne, but it feels like they're, they have pressure to throw in as many bat obvious Batman characters and references as possible um, to appease what a network thinks an audience wants. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I wouldn't mind the Bruce Wayne character if he was something that people saw on the television or in the papers. Like he's a distant celebrity type of, you know, royalty figure where the people hear about and see about, but don't know about. Mm-hmm. And he could have been just in the background constantly, mm-hmm. always constantly because, you know, his parents died and, is he's like the topic of the year, basically. Just what is Bruce doing this and Bruce doing that and the Wayne Foundation. I mean, I they could have made, you know, the Wayne Enterprises the villain of Gotham City, which mm-hmm. I guess they're apparently trying to do with the show. But they didn't have to have the actual, you know, kid in the show fully. Mm-hmm. Yeah, put a little bit more distance between the main focus of the show and young mm-hmm. Bruce Wayne, I think would have yes. served it better. Yeah. Um. And then just maybe slowly bring him in when there's some like real serious big thing going down, and it just so happens he was there. Mm-hmm. Like, there's some event, whether he was a target or it was like a gala or whatever, and they busted up some bad guys, and he was just in the background. Mm-hmm. I mean, he could be like this kid that constantly sees his corruption and his awfulness around him, and you can see why he becomes Batman. Right. But he's not a directly connected to anything. But I don't know. We're not writers. Apparently, they have a big awesome show going on and everybody loves it yeah, yeah. but our I, opinion on it <laughs> within the comic book community i don't think is rare but no i w- think yeah when it comes down to it comic book shows comic book movies mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter what the comic book community thinks of it because the audience they're hitting such a small percentage of that is our actual our comic book fans mm-hmm. that it doesn't really impact their numbers I think it's nice when they're true to the com- when they respect like the the comic book source material like Flash. Part of the reason I like Flash, 
they had Gorilla Grodd in there already. Like, yeah, but the, the only problem I have with the whole Flash thing is I didn't grow up with Barry Allen as the Flash. It was Wally West. Oh, I was yeah, like, yeah. why can't we have Wally West? Why can't we have, you know, Robin be <laughs> Tim Drake? I'm so tired of them just putting, ignoring, you know, what most people have been reading for like 20 years now or 30 years now. But you want to go back in history to the Silver Age. Well, and that is yeah. that that does play into um not caring about the comic book reader community and going to what the mass audience knows. The mass audience knows Dick Grayson is Robin. No, and- they don't. <laughs> There's so many people who know more. They think Dick Grayson is either Batman or Nightwing than Robin. You know, I mean, they. <laughs> you might have a point there because Nightwing is a much more popular character. One thing I think is helping that, um, particularly in the younger generations, is that. I don't I don't enjoy all of them but DC puts out a lot of ca- cartoon characters mm-hmm. which the tones might be you know they're kid kid shows and stuff but they a lot there's been several Justice League incarnations and those are a lot more accurate to at least who what characters are who you know mm-hmm. um, Yes uh, Young Justice was a fabulous show that my younger siblings watched mm-hmm. um and then there's all those just you know the DC uh, I don't know what they call the cartoon movies out, um, but they have mm-hmm. Nightwing and they have Red Robin and they have a Damian Wayne as, uh, I guess the latest one has Damian Wayne as Robin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there's more people that know that, I guess, going on now than they do as, you know, Dick Grayson as Robin. It's just, it's just weird, you know, and it's a little disappointing because I would love to see like a Nightwing. I would love to see um, Tim Drake as Robin. Mm-hmm. But I guess they're doing the Teen Titans, and that's one of those movies, or not movies, but TV shows are supposed to come out. But it's coming out on TNT, and I don't have faith on that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. TNT, I, yeah, I, that's such a weird... Place. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And Supergirl's on CBS, and so that makes sense, but TNT does not make sense for Teen Titans. <laughs> no, it's really weird. I Unless they do, like, because at some point, I mean... At some point, I wouldn't have guessed that AMC was the channel to do original, uh, like, top-notch TV series. Mm-hmm. That's it was true. American Movie Classics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so maybe TNT's, like, edging up on another reinvention of itself, like the ch- cable channels tend to do. Either that mm-hmm. or Teen Titans is going to be full of drama because, you know. <laughs> because t- we know drama? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Nobody else remembers this, but way back in the day when I was a kid, we didn't always have cable. But at one point, we had cable, and TNT used to run the craziest stuff. Um, they'd run these old, like, go-go. Westerns. Old Western. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Westerns for sure. Mm-hmm. But they do these, like, at night, they do, like, 100% weird, like, these weird movies. Um, like, go-go girl dancing movies and... Uh, Billy the Kid meets Dracula and just bizarre. Yeah, the the, the bizarre like B movie dragon yeah. movies, like the beach beach uh, bunny beach goer movies and stuff like that. Yes, you remember, I remember that? Some, I remember some of that. Yes, I didn't watch it too often, but I remember it being on the TV. Yeah, I didn't watch that. I watched USA up all night, and that was oh all, like, silk stockings. <laughs> Is that what you're talking about? Well, yeah, yes. I I have seen silk stockings, but no, like they when they do like the censored versions of 
like the Friday the Thirteenth and other oh, like yeah, sleepaway camp that. and, and stuff they'd have like the, that. <laughs> the hosts during the commercial breaks that would talk and uh-huh. they'd talk to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or uh, out here in LA area, they had Elvira mm-hmm. would host her movie, yeah, her movie stuff, and she would come in and talk to you and stuff like that. That was cool. They did that for years, mm-hmm. and I wish they would bring that back. That was a cool show, but um. Yeah, Friday the uh, Friday the Thirteenth was also like I think on like T- TNT or one of those channels, a TV show that oh, wasn't yeah. about Jason, but with like weird stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, I watched too many of those. I get them all confused in my head because I watched the Twilight Zone and um, yeah, dark. What was that? The dark, dark side or no. Tales. Tales from the the crypt or Tales oh, from the Dark Side or both. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was thinking of Tales from the Dark Side, but I watched Tales from the Crypt also, and I'll, I watched all those shows. Fun, funny story. Uh, you know the Santa Claus one. Uh, my parents actually had HBO, and I wanted to always sneak down and try to watch like movie movies. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. One night it was Tales from the Crypt, and I everyone talked about that show. Like all the kids talk about it because it was a show nobody could watch. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting there, it's like two or three o'clock in the morning. I don't know how late it was, but it was late. And I'm sitting there watching this and keeping an eye out to make sure my parents were going to come down and catch me. And I'm watching this and it's an evil Santa Claus and it scared the <laughs> out of me. Like I literally <laughs> screamed and I turned the TV off and I ran to my room and I never snuck back down like <laughs> for like over a year. I was like scared out of my mind. I know that the, I know the episode you're talking about too. Yep. Yeah, and I think it was like very early on. Like someone told me, like that was like the like the third or fourth Tales of the Crypt show, and I was like, I I saw that and I was scarred for life. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all at about that age where Tales when the Tales. Well, except for well, Melanie apparently could watch anything she wanted at any age. Pretty Uh-oh. much. I mean, the our. My well, my parents both worked and whatnot, and our we had like a living room that we weren't allowed to sit in, and then the TV room was in the basement, and they were never down there. So you know, yeah, we could we could pretty much watch whatever we wanted, and I watched a lot of scary movies because I like scary movies, and the basement was kind of creepy anyway, so it had that vibe to it. <laughs> so I spent most of my childhood sitting down there terrified. <laughs> so you know. <laughs> Something was coming to get you, coming out of the walls, going to yeah. get your brain. Oh, yeah. I used to, like, I, it'd be like, I'd, I'm done watching TV, and I'd go, and I'd stand, and I'd, like, I'd do that, like, runner thing where I'd, like, bend down and, like, get my my legs ready and, like, stretch my, my hamstrings, and then I'd shut <laughs> the light off and dash up the stairs <laughs> up, to my, up to the upper floors where there were people in light, and it was safe. <laughs> <laughs> You made it. You made it another night without getting slashed and killed. <laughs> yep, the thing under the stairs didn't get me tonight. Ha ha. Uh, did you ever watch that silly, stupid? Someone told me it was scary, but it wasn't people under the stairs. Yeah, movie? yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was so disappointed that it wasn't scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was like, kind of goofy, if I remember right. Yeah, it was. It was, it was like a comedy, but then again. There are some comedy horror movies that I didn't get. Like, I didn't get Gremlins was a comedy. I thought it was a straight-up horror film. (laughs) Well, Gremlins, I mean, they kind of marketed it. It's kind of marketed as a kid's movie. But that's pretty hardcore. That is not a kid's movie. Whoever said that was a kid's movie was out of their mind because that gave my sister nightmares. Uh It gave me nightmares. We thought the gremlins were going to come out under the bed and get us. 
that was supposed to be a more well i don't know about supposed to but it was originally con- conceived as more of a straight straight up horror movie um uh-huh. and i believe steven spielberg got involved as producer and he wanted to kind of family friendly it up a bit um it's still pretty hardcore though yeah. The first one's pretty hardcore. The second one, which was, oh. you know, kind of a bad story, but it made it very obvious that it was a comedy. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't a horror thing. They did a big overcorrection on that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. And there's a few other ones like I didn't realize that the was it The Evil Dead is supposed to be kind of a comedy thing. Mm-hmm. I well, was not laughing. <laughs> the first Evil Dead I mean, it's kind of funny because it's campy and the effects are, the effects are fun, but you know, it's, it's a low budget, but it was, I believe supposed to be more of a straightforward horror movie. And then the second one, they're like, well, let's just redo the first one and just make it humorous and crazy. Because people are laughing, we're already laughing at it anyway. And then, and then by the time Army of Darkness came around, they're like, it's, it's a camp comedy straight up. Mm. Yeah. Uh, no, I didn't get the jokes the first one. I, but then again, I was very young when I saw it, so it seemed all real to me. And I probably <laughs> did get the jokes, but mm-hmm. it was scary. That, then, yeah, so. But I was so disappointed <laughs> when I finally saw that movie. Mm. <laughs> it's like, you were supposed to scare me. Was that you a Stephen, was that based on a Stephen King story? Is that one of those? Uh, was it? I don't. Not Maybe not. Knowledge. Maybe I just, for some reason, grouped that in my head into the bad. <laughs> no, but it, I think it was a Wes Craven film. Oh, okay. Maybe that's it. Not a big fan of Wes Craven. Just, really? Well, I can recognize, like, as a director, he definitely does have his own style. And I can mm-hmm. recognize that influence on other, on other films and stuff. Mm-hmm. But in general, like, his... Uh, most of his movies, I just don't really care for. Yeah. Well, his 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 Nightmare on Elm Streets were like the only good. Okay. Nightmare yeah, on Elm I'll give you that. The Nightmare on Elm Street movies were good, and it seems like, like in the first one, a couple of the kind of goofy stuff seems like stuff that was outside of his influence, mm-hmm. stuff that other people involved in the production wanted to do that he wasn't keen on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely respect that too. I guess, I don't know. I guess I'd have to look through. I, I well, would... he did a scary movie. Or not scary. Scream? Scream. Scream, yeah, it's not yeah. scary movie. Scream. I, I think he launches good like horror franchises, but mm-hmm. sometimes he, he does some really bad clunkers there too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. and that, I guess, I guess there's also that issue of, yeah, he does launch big horror franchises, but he's the type he'll do the first and then step away and then yes. and then the rest just get churned out by other people that for a paycheck and mm-hmm. that's when it really is not good. And I was not really a fan of Scream and Scream was so big in the 90s, you know. Supposed- oh, Scream was huge. Yeah. That was like the movie to see in high school like everybody uh-huh, saw. Uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah. You know what? That's the one. Remember, I okay, I don't really like to go to movies by myself. It makes me uh-huh. uncomfortable kind of. The Really? The, oh, I love yeah, it. Yeah, Randy does it all the time. I like going I don't to movies care by it. myself. The one time I did, everybody wanted to see Scream, or maybe it wasn't Scream, maybe it was one of the sequels. Mm-hmm. But whatever. It was one of, it was one of those. And I'm like, "No, I want to go see uh uh was it Pitch Black or Pitch Dark? The first Riddick movie? Oh, Pitch Black, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, no, I want to go see that. And they're like, no. And I'm like, fine, then I'll go by myself. And I did. And it was great. It was a great movie. I liked it. Um, 
at least that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, and everybody else was like, uh, it was okay. And I'm like, yeah, see, you guys should have came with me. They should have saw the Vin Diesel be awesome. Yeah, yeah, Pitch Black was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Scream is supposed to be a, one of those MTV movies. They're trying to do with Scream what they did with Team Wolf. Mm. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Even as a teenager, of course, I wasn't like. I don't know. I wasn't necessarily the 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 average teenager, I suppose. You know, uh-huh. but even as a teenager, I you could feel the marketing. It's mm-hmm. like this is for you, and I was like, I don't want it. <laughs> um, and you know, Scream came out in '96. God, I feel so old. '96. <laughs> yeah, and the oh, Scream wow, Two yeah. '97, the year after. Oh so, yeah. I remember I couldn't see the first Scream movie because my parents went to go see that movie. And because it was an adult movie, uh, they sent the kids to go see Attack of Mars. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that movie was so awful. I was laughing through that whole movie. My sister was bored, who was three years younger than me. But my brother, who was 10 years younger than me, who was six at the time, was traumatized. <laughs> he was afraid of those Martians. Yeah. <laughs> And you ask any kid about that around that age when that movie came out, they're afraid of those things. That's that funny. is like they're 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 gremlins. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, now I know how to get you. <laughs> you should never have told me that. You told me that years later. But I remember my parents when we were coming out of the movie because I guess Attack of Mars ended before Green did, and they're like, nope, you can't go see that movie. And I was like, oh, what? I could have just snuck in and saw it. I thought about doing that and leaving them in the movie theater by themselves, but I knew they would have told on me. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't know. Scary movies are just so fun. I love being scared. Yeah. Horror movies are great. My my favorite genre, probably. I I like sci-fi a lot, especially books and stuff, but movies never seem to get it right. But horror movies do pretty good. A lot. Well, I mean, you know. Horror movies are horror movies generally are one of those genres that um did you hear something weird in the background just now? I maybe Ooh, freaking ourselves out. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> horror movies are one of those genres that I mean sometimes you'll see a movie so bad you're just like, "Oh, it's awful." Mm-hmm. But a bad horror movie can still be fun. Oh yeah. But a bad comedy is not fun. No. Bad sci-fi is usually not fun, Mm-mm. so yeah, it's it's flexible that way. Yeah, it's true. I want to understand why, as a kid, you can sit down in a basement and watch a horror movies, but you can't go to a movie theater by yourself. Oh, that's that's a whole other thing. That it's like I, I'm, I, it's a it's like a weird lonely thing. I get sad well, watching oh. when I see people eating alone at a restaurant. It makes me want to cry. I don't know. I have a thing oh, with that. Yeah, I, it's, I think it's an alone in public thing. Yeah, have. that's what it is. Because I don't mind going to a restaurant and eating by myself. I kind of like it because then nobody's messing with me. Yeah, you know? but it bothers me. I, and I like going to the movies by myself. The best is going to the movies by yourself on like in the middle of the day or a matinee or something where there's like hardly anybody else in the theater. Mm-hmm. So you really are almost just by yourself watching this movie. I don't mm-hmm. know. Well, like a movie, it's not that big big of a deal because you're not talking to the people you're with during the movie mm-hmm. in a theater. Mm-hmm. And if you are, you're a jerk, you know? Yeah. Um, well, yeah, but if you're eating at a restaurant, you're not talking to the people around you in general unless you're strange and extremely social. Well, it's just, I don't know. I just have a thing with, yeah, being 
alone in, in a place where I feel like I should be with other people makes me feel more alone than I should, I guess. I, I don't know. I think it's because you see people in that situation and then you just, like, you assume, like, oh, they're lonely and you feel empathetic and you feel bad for them so that when you're in that situation, you're like, people must think that about me. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. And I'm not like that. I'm like, yeah, I'm alone. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I can understand the restaurant thing. It's just I have such a eclectic taste with movies that I can never get anyone to go mm. see the movie with me that I just got used to just going to the movie theater by myself because it's like I'm not going to wait for it to come out on DVD because it might not happen. I'm going to see it while I'm still in the theater, mm. you know, so. But I can I can understand that the whole alone mm. in public thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, I mean – I don't know. I mean, I maybe there were a few movies that I'm like, I have to go see this in the theater. But for the most part, I didn't mind waiting and watching it at home because I'd rather watch stuff at home anyway. I sit in my PJs mm-hmm. and smoke or whatever, you know, because yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm a smoker. But, you know, and, and enjoy it in the privacy of my home and stop it and, you know, mm-hmm. wind it and do whatever I need to do. So I like I like watching stuff at home. And there's a lot. Of, you, there were always movies I liked more, I think, at home. Like, you could never really see or one of these when I was younger, foreign movies mm-hmm. at the theater. And I loved foreign movies. I still I still <laughs> like foreign movies. And so I'm like, well, maybe I can't go to the theater, but I can sit and watch, you know, this awesome sh- show that I would never get to see there. Mm-hmm. So that's what I would do. I had like a really strange experience uh, seeing a foreign film uh, when I was living in Vegas. It was that... Um, that Thai film, that Anna Oxo... I can never say this name right, but it was like... He does a lot of that jumping around, and he was a monk. Oh, what is that? Ombok? Yeah. Ombok, yes. Yeah, yeah. And I went to the movie theater, and I'm going in, and I, I remember the, the ticket person, like, looked at me all kind of weird because I was buying the ticket for this particular movie, and they was like, are you sure? And they're like, you know, subtitles. Like, yeah, I understand that. It's a foreign film. It's like, okay. So they give me the ticket, and I go, and I get my popcorn and my drink, and I'm going into the movie theater, and it's still kind of, you know, it's... I was kind of late, so it was kind of dark and stuff. And I was able to get my seat like in the begin in the front of the theater. But and I'm watching this movie, and it's pretty awesome movie. And mm-hmm. then as the lights are coming out, and everyone's shuffling out and, and stuff like that, and I'm I had dropped my wallet, so I had to go back in the movie theater. And I'm seeing this: the people are coming out, and I was like, "Oh, that's why that person was like that." They were all native speakers. They were oh. all Filipinos in this movie. And I was like the one like American seeing this film. I was like, oh, okay. That makes sense now. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's they, why their reaction. Yeah. The, the reaction is like, well, and I also thought, well, that's kind of awesome that they were all able to come out and see, you know, a film from their country. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. We I imagine. Yeah. We don't usually get that uh, here. I mean, you don't, you generally see like, you know, uh, a big theater playing. Oh yeah, something tailored specific for right this group of people. But that one mm-hmm. time we went, and that what, what was that movie that uh, I believe it was an Indian movie had just come out that won a bunch of awards. Yeah, um, that won like Oscars and stuff. Yeah, with the tiger in the boat. Yeah, I can't remember what it was called. Yeah, I can't think of it offhand. Oh, either. I know what you're talking about. I remember because it won like an Oscar for like best visual or something mm-hmm. weird like that. Yeah. Yes. Well, when that came out, we were going to go to a, go to a movie up at um one of the theaters close to us, one of the bigger theaters, and the like the last showing or whatever was all that movie and and uh it was 
well, I'm not saying the only people that could watch it were were people that were native to India, but that was, like, who was there. It was, like, completely full. And I'm like, wow, that's crazy. But it's a really nice thing uh-huh. for, you know. It was it, it was unusual yeah, to was, walk out and you're like, whoa, what's going on? Mm-hmm. A convention or something. Yeah, and they were all there to see that movie. And yeah, and I appreciated that. That was really nice. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think that that movie had actually played that much besides that either. Yeah, around here, certain movies we don't, you know, we're in the middle of the country, so it's better than it used to be. Yeah, and we do have, we do have, um, there's at least one really decent art house type theater here that'll mm-hmm. pl- pick up um, uh, critic well received uh, foreign movies and stuff Is like it the that. Theater. Yeah. Yeah, that one's pretty good. And um, so it's better than it used to be, but yeah, generally there's just certain movies that don't, you know, the, uh, the distribution companies don't expect that, you know, uh, the heartland of America will want to see, you know, X, Y, Z movies, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. We get stuck with, all you get is blockbusters and, and transformers crap. I mean, which is actually like blockbusters, yeah. I guess, but. <sighs> yeah, that's that kind of sucks. I, I've I've spent some time in Wisconsin and I saw a, a little bit of that where like I was like wondering if I was going to see Captain America or not because it was like um, slim slim choice slim pickings. There was slim pickings, and they kept a lot of the um, movies in there a lot longer than normally would be. Like mm-hmm. I guess that theater would be considered like a what we would consider a dollar theater out here is like. Mm-hmm. Second run movies where it's been out for like a month or two months and they have it. And yeah. I was like, ugh. It's like, it's my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see Captain America. <laughs> and But they got it. They got it at the theater, I guess, because it was a big enough movie. But yeah. Mm-hmm. But everything else was like movies that have been out for like two or three months. It was like all these poor people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at least in this area, area being in Omaha... Uh-huh. I mean, we don't when when movies go to select theaters, we don't get those generally. But um, Omaha's got a pretty decent sized population for for the area, so we're like the only big city in the area. Yeah, so at least you know we do get some some interesting things. We have enough uh, theaters that'll usually one of them will pick something up for at least a little bit. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, hey, what is the most recent movie you've seen that you really enjoyed? Um, well, I haven't been in the movie theater in a while. I was supposed to see Fast Furious 7, and it didn't happen. And uh, my theater and my area is, uh, does get new movies, but they only keep them for a couple of weeks, and mm-hmm. then they get the next movie that comes out. That's just mm-hmm. just how it's a small town. So we're fortunate enough that they get the new movies. Mm-hmm. But um, really, it was just I've been watching television, really. I haven't really been watching too many movies. Um, I did rent a couple. Oh, what did I see? Uh, it wasn't the bird one. It wasn't Whiplash. What did I see recently that just came out that was one of those Oscar films? Oh, it made such an... Oh, I saw John Wick. Oh, we oh, just watched that, that, was, that the other night. That was... A, I was so impressed with that film. I wish I saw it in the movie theater because I would have been... I had more fun. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it quite a bit. It's... It's... I mean, I guess you... It's not just a dumb action movie, but it's a very straightforward, simple story, straightforward yes. action movie. Um, it it's just cool stuff to look cool mm-hmm. and people saying cool things, but it actually works, you know. 
Yeah. And it, it does work well. Uh-huh. And I really like the soundtrack and the way that they used it, except that I think they overused the Marilyn Manson song. But other than that, mm-hmm. I, yeah, the, it, it all was choreographed. Like, the scenes and the music and the fighting was all choreographed together really well. Mm-hmm. It was extremely well choreographed. Okay, now I remember. It's uh, I had to look it up. Nightcrawler. Oh, oh, yeah. That's good, too. That movie was so disturbing. Uh-huh. The movie's unsettling, and I'm shocked. I am shocked that uh, Jake Gyllenhaal was not nominated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been doing some very impressive work as of late. We had a chance to see that movie for free the night uh-huh. the night what they usually release movies on like a Friday or something. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, they do early screenings on Thursday, though. And we have one of those like rewards cards type deal with, uh, from one of our, the theaters around here. And they mm-hmm. sent me an email, and it basically would have been like a free screening to watch this on a Thursday night. Um, but I think I had to work the next day, and I didn't really know what it was at that point, so I just spaced it off. And then after it came out and we watched it, I was like, oh, we could have seen this in the theater for free. That would have been pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I probably would have been more disturbed if I saw that in the movie theater, like in a darkened movie theater with that surround sound, because that soundtrack to that movie it was like another, like, it was like the supporting character in that film. Like, the atmosphere and everything. It's just, oh, and wow. And, I, you know, I'm a little concerned with Jake Gyllenhaal because I know a lot of actors do this where they lose weight and then they gain weight. And he has that movie I saw the trailer for, uh, Southpaw, where he looks ripped. And, but he looks unhealthy skinny in that movie. Yeah, yeah. And and then he did a couple other movies. I don't know if it was before or after that. There was that one with that the with Hugh Jackman. And I think they did they did the film around the same time. So he lost weight and gained weight in a rapid time. It's like, ugh. Yeah. yeah that's not... There are some actors that take that will go to extremes. Well, yeah. you ever seen see Machinist? Yeah, that's yeah. the one that yeah. always pops in my head with yeah. With Christian. Yeah. yeah. I saw that. Oh. Sickling, sickeningly skinny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like you know I almost stopped watching that movie because it was just it was taking too long. It's a very slow burn, but once you get to that last twenty minutes, it like everything pays off. It was like your mind is blown. And I was like, I have to watch this again. Cause obviously I was missing everything. And when you, you see it again, you pick up on everything. You see everything. It's like a, I thought it was like a, the best like twilight zone movie there was. It is a downer of a movie. <laughs> it was. That's for sure. It was. Yep. And also you don't know what, how much of it is real and mm-hmm. how much of it was in his head. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's one of those movies <laughs> that you don't know was real, like Memento, mm-hmm. or you know, mm-hmm. yeah, which I also really enjoyed. I, I have not. I like Christopher Nolan movies a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, the third Batman movie was disappointing. Yes, I. Li- Some people have a lot of beef with Inception. I really like Inception. I think Inception's problem is that it explains itself too much. Okay. Um. But I have not seen Interstellar yet, and I've not heard great things about it. I've heard mixed things about Interstellar from everyone saying saying it was the greatest film ever to everyone saying it was kind of uh. Like they're saying it was kind of good, but not as great as everyone's saying it. Like I haven't heard anyone say it's horrible. To be fair, though, I mean, I think in in general, Inception is pretty well respected, but 
I hear a lot of people crap on Inception as well. And like I said, I really like that movie. So, um, I like Interstellar. You know what? Yeah. Is it, is it, it's already, is it still in the theater? It might be in some places. I down at our library, and Stellar is already out on DVD. Oh, so. it's already okay. Oh well, then never mind. I was gonna say maybe we should have uh, gone and seen it in 3D because I know we saw Gravity well, they... in 3D, and I'm like, this is great. If it wasn't in 3D though, I don't know that I'd like it nearly as much. Mm-hmm. They re-released it uh, in Stellar with uh, some new material or yeah. some new redone stuff like in really? uh, IMAX like IMAX or something like that they re- oh. did, they re-released it so it might be in some theaters like that I just remember seeing it somewhere where they were doing that mm-hmm. but that's one of those movies that I do want to see is in Stellar and Whiplash mm-hmm. anything spacey I want to see oh Whiplash <laughs> Whiplash is generally I mean, it's a drama. It's not something I'm usually drawn to, but I keep hearing really great things about Whiplash. Yeah, I've heard really great things about Whiplash, and then I've heard some bad stuff, but I've heard more great things than bad stuff. So I guess it really depends if you like dramas. Yeah, I'm I'm curious to see that, too. Oh, and the other movie I saw was The Hobbit, the last Hobbit movie. I actually, I surprisingly have not seen any of them yet. I will, and... I'm yeah. I'm surprised that I haven't seen them already because that's you know one of the one of the things I really liked when I was growing up. I liked I liked the Hobbit and I liked the Lord of the Rings and I liked. You and you like the Lord of the Rings movies too, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they were good. The the I have the same gripes as a lot of people. You know the fourteen freaking endings and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed them. Uh, I laughed so hard in the movie theaters because after the second ending, I knew how many more endings were coming because I had read the books. I was like, oh, they're doing all the endings? Oh, awesome. And everyone just kept groaning and I was like (laughs) laughing my head off. I was like, oh, you think there's one more? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) It's like you have to wait to, you know, Samwise Genji is the last thing you see. But, I mean, they could still film it and not make it, I mean, not make it seem so, I don't know. Finale. Yeah. 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 So that was, that was really more, you know, have people say goodbye, but don't make it seem like, so don't hype it up so much so it seems like. This this is is the end. The big, whatever, the big finish. And then another big finish. No, it's just. You know, this is a scene, and that's a scene, and then, you know, whatever, the end. <laughs> but yeah, I, I want to see the Hobbit movies, but You I haven't have seen not. any of them? I have not yet, no. Yeah. My dad saved them, though. He, he DVR'd them for me. Oh, really? Okay. So, it's probably going to be one of those me and my dad sit there and veg out. Watch 10 hours of Hobbit? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much 10 hours. I think they're all, all, like, two and a half hours apiece. Yeah, and there's, like, what, four of them? There's three. Three, three of them. That's right. I don't know. I think I assumed they split the last one, the last movie, into two movies because they do that with all the movies. Yeah. Well, but, that's but the Hobbit was just with, one book, so yeah, they, that's what they did with the uh, the second one. That's basically what it was: was they split the movie because it ends with Smog going to the town, and you don't know what's going to happen to the town mm. until the next film. So yeah, that's what they did with that one. Um, I also think there's somewhere online where there's a supercut where all three movies are smashed together. Yeah. Yeah. So like a nice, uh, I think two and a half hour movie. Oh, okay. I got you. Trim down. Yeah. Hit the key points. Yeah. Just hit the key points. Yeah. 
I actually didn't, didn't mind it. I, I wasn't impressed with the first one, but I really like the second and the third third film of that trilogy. We lost Jesse quite a while ago. Yeah. And apparently he's... I hope, it's, I hope he doesn't get hurt by the storm. Um, We live a little ways from... We, he lives in a different town, but it's not too far from here. Like it, it hasn't not, maybe not even an hour, like half hour, forty five minutes. Probably. Yeah, and he, it hasn't got here yet. Um, I'm sure it'll be fine. He he griped. Uh, I I don't think his internet service provider is uh, uh very good. He he gripe, he gripes about it a lot and about drop, his connection getting dropped and stuff. Sometimes it does well, that. our internet service provider out here gets his stuff stolen all the time. <laughs> <laughs> really? Cause, yeah, because we have a bunch of uh, copper thieves and meth heads out here. So they, oh, they, yeah. go, they go to the uh, interconnected nodes, the boxes that you see on the side of the roads, the green ones or whatever color they are. And it just recently happened like two or three weeks ago. Someone took, to, took everything out of it and disrupted everything. Yeah. So, Yeah. <laughs> Well, I don't know if it's fortunate or unfortunate, but we have enough abandoned buildings around that we don't have to worry about our internet just yet. <laughs> they're, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're still stripping those. They've got other, yeah, they've got other uh, empty houses and stuff to hit still. <laughs> I think they pretty much hit every empty house there is a hit here. Like everything's pretty much been carved out. So now they're they're going after you know streetlights and uh, the cable lines and stuff. So as long as they stay away from like manhole covers and. Bridge parts. Um, I don't really know if they can do manhole covers here. I mean, it's California, so we we do have a sewer system, but it's not like back east or anything like that. It's it's a little different, but I guess they could. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But I've, you... I've heard of people doing it, and it's dangerous. Like like people will steal the manhole covers, and then some passerby comes along and drives into the hole and flips their car and you know wow yeah. um i never heard that i've heard of the streetlights uh that happened a lot in vegas during the crash where entire like miles of road were was dark and that was dangerous because they would uh-huh. start on a straight path and then the the road would bend and they would keep on going and so people were crashing into each other because they're going around the bend and they can't see uh-huh. as well yeah and yeah so Ugh. and stuff like that and then some people will try to take you know dig in take power lines and then make sure the uh the power is off and get you know shocked mm-hmm. yeah it's and pretty like easy that. when you're dealing with like the you know big industrial ones to not know what you're doing and hurt yourself mm-hmm. pretty bad yeah like fry yourself or something or start a fire mm-hmm. it's getting pretty close to five year time right yes it is okay, okay. um we can wrap this up. Since Jesse's not here, I'll just say Jesse says goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bummer. I uh, uh, between the three of us, Jesse's definitely more of a Marvel guy. I mean, uh-huh. he's not exclusively a Marvel guy, but he knows the Marvel history a lot more than yeah. than Melanie or myself. Um, oh, he would know all the Iron Fist details. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, but that's okay. We'll 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 get him to talk Marvel uh, more again sometime. Uh, pimp your links. Uh, I know we mentioned your WordPress site. What, what, where can people find your podcast? Well, uh, they can find me on the Twitter as Musings of a Shibe. Uh, they can find me on the Facebook um, as Hero Job Shibe. I also have um, a Facebook page for uh, Musings of a Shibe podcast. 
they can also, you know, find me in iTunes and Stitchers as Musings of the Shied Podcast. It's pretty much if you understand how Google works. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> if you just type in Musings of the Shied, you're going to find everything from my, you know, SoundCloud, Stitcher, AppleTunes, uh, MixCloud. I'm on a lot of different formats as far as audio, uh, TuneIn Radio. I try to keep it um, as widespread as possible so um, because, you know, cryptocurrency is a global thing. I want to have everyone has a chance or opportunity to have as much access to the show as possible mm-hmm. that they're not blocked by for some region or for some, you know, Internet reason. Uh, you can also find me on Reddit. And I did this subreddit at, at two in the morning. So I apologize for the title. But it's Musings of the Shy Podcast. <laughs> podcat podcat yes and you can find the links to my shows and interviews on there um you also often will find me on um, our dogecoin or our um our bitcoin i post and comment on people's uh information and stuff like that excellent i didn't expect us to have like so much to talk about today we hit horror movies and all that so uh-huh. um It'd be great to have you on again sometime in the future. I would love to come on. You guys make this very easy. It's a very conversational. It's very fun. I mean, we're not just like, you know, 2020 Barbara Walter in it. You know, yeah. we're having a nice, friendly conversation and I hope people are entertained by this. Yeah, interview, like, I, I knew I wanted to start off with some questions because that kind of gets the ball rolling. But mm-hmm. I was definitely hoping it would turn out like it did to where we could just segue into talking because that, yeah, it's so much more natural and, mm-hmm. and relaxed to do it that way. And, and in my opinion, it's, it's funner to listen to people talking rather than, you know, what do you think of this? And there's the answer. What do you think of that? Question, answer, answer. question, answer. Yeah. yeah. Question. Yeah. yeah. Question, answer, question, answer is, is not as fun mm-hmm. and it's not as engaging or entertaining for the listener. Cause they, you know, they kind of want to be entertained. They're driving their car. They're at work. They want to be their mind taken away from somewhere. They don't want to be like, ugh, dodging mm-hmm. yep. shells, you know, <laughs> yep. but well, thank you for, for being on with us. It's been awesome. Yeah. I had well, a lot of fun. Thank you for having me on. You guys are, I'm so, I had so much fun tonight. <laughs> I know it's not often I get to talk about horror, so. Yeah, I was excited that we went that way. Yeah, me too. Um, we're going to talk about more horror stuff, I think, on the YouTube channel in the future, too. Oh, awesome. You should send a link. I would love to see that. Yeah, yeah for sure. Thanks for talking with us. Everybody should definitely check out. Um, her podcast. If that sounds like something that's interesting to you, you're going to learn a lot. And I will include all the links that uh, she mentioned in the show notes. So thank you again, Alicia. And you have a good, you have a good evening. Well, thank you guys for having me on and to the moon, everybody. (laughs) 